Hey ladies, and welcome to the Raw Podcast with Mallory. So, if you caught last episode, we talked about being difficult and asking questions um, and how important that is. And as I re-listened to my previous podcast, um, and I was talking with my mom about how important it is to ask questions and how this theme has came back up in my life multiple times and the lessons that I've learned and what my intuition and what God and the universe keeps telling me is in order to grow your gut, so in order to grow your discernment and your intuition is you need to listen to it. Okay, so when you get this off feeling, don't question it. Listen to it. The more you listen, the more you're going to start to realize how powerful your gut and your intuition is. Um, And a lot of times what I do is not only do I ask other people questions, after, even after just a hard day or after a business meeting or when things just, again, don't feel right. I'll sit down at the end of the day and I'll ask myself questions. Like, all right, Mallory, why is that giving you a certain vibe? Like, why are you feeling so strongly about something? I don't have any other indicators sometimes besides just listening to what people say, observing, and then that gut intuition of like, "Mm, something doesn't align. So I have to sit down with myself and ask myself questions. Like, okay, so what about that doesn't feel right? And sometimes I can't put the pieces together. It's just that internal gut feeling that I just have to trust. And sometimes we don't ever know because that's the whole point. We want to listen to that gut instinct to protect us from whatever we feel could be dangerous. And so I was telling my mom this. um, She listened to the podcast and we were talking and I was like, oh my gosh, mom, like, Do you remember when? So this was probably seven years ago. Well, about seven or eight years ago now. And um, I was working in the prison. So I've always had good intuition, discernment. It's a gift and a curse kind of at the same time. Um, But I've always had that strong sense. And so what I wanted to talk about today is also that your gut intuition And you questioning things that feel off might just save your life. Um, And so anyways, we were at my best friend's bachelorette party um, in this cute town in Minnesota. Uh, We went out to a winery earlier in the day. And then we went out to a couple um, bars and kind of like, it was kind of like a dance club, but not really. And... So again, you know, I've worked in the prison system now. I feel like my instincts and my gut intuition kind of has been sharpened. I know the evil that lurks in this world. I know how predators work. I know who they prey on, right? I I work with guys that have done these things. Um, And so I think my senses are just a little more heightened and I'm a lot more aware than most people. And so... We go out, we go to this last bar, and there was these younger dudes that just kind of were like in the background, 
you know, again, like whatever, maybe not anything out of the ordinary. But for whatever reason, I was watching them watching us, okay? And something about it was just like, that feels predatory and creepy. Now, they could just be dudes like watching women, whatever. But there was something, it just felt a little more shady, okay? That's like the best word I can describe. So anyways, I'm watching them. And then I remember they, they tried to buy us a shot at the bar. And I was like, no thanks. Like, I got my own money. Um, I'm, I don't like other people buying me things. I like to watch the bartender make my drink. Um, it might have been a nice gesture, uh, but no thank you. And that's just who I am. It's who I've always been. Um, and that's something you'll learn. Like, even though someone's trying to be nice to you, you don't have to accept it right? If it, if it doesn't feel right, you can say no, like, no, thank you. Um, and so right away I'm pegged as difficult. Oh, oh, she doesn't want us to buy her a drink, right? I don't care. I don't want one from you. Um, and so then they kind of were talking to my other friend. Now, mind you, um, I didn't really have a lot, a lot to drink. So, some of the other girls had a lot more to drink that night, which of course leaves you more vulnerable. So on top of it, I didn't really drink a whole lot. I got this heightened sense of awareness. It's kind of just like bred into me. Um, you know, my dad worked in the prison growing up, so he instilled a lot of this stuff into us kids as well. Um, so anyways, then they picked my other friend, right? And they tried giving her a sucker, you guys. And she came up to me. She's like, oh, yeah, these guys gave me this sucker. And I was like, girlfriend, no, throw that away. Like, why would why would an adult man give you a sucker in a nightclub? Like, that's weird. Now, again, I might be overanalyzing, but I'm thinking, you don't know what that's laced with. You haven't. So I took it out of her mouth and I threw it away. I was like, no, no more. So that was the experience at the end of the night. Well, then... We went to another, it was like a a piano bar, so it was a little more, like, laid back, and my one friend was like, you know, she had a lot to drink, she just wanted to go home, she wanted to go back to the hotel, and I was like, I'm not letting you go by yourself, I'm gonna come with you. So, and I want to rewind this. (laughs) So, it was like months earlier, you guys, I've had my permit to carry for many years, Um, I also carry... There's like a a knife that also can turn into, like, if you got in a car accident, you could, um, the other end, you could punch your window out with it or cut your seatbelt off. Like, I don't know. I'm just always prepared. Um, so I'd carry that in my purse with me and, um, usually with my permit to carry, whether it's, you know, on me or in my, um, in a holstered purse, whatever. Well, we were at one of the bridal showers of my friends and someone was like, does anyone have a knife or something to open this, um box. She was unwrapping something. And I pull out my nice, you know, like tactical knife. And again, if you knew me back in high school, you would never imagine who I, who I ended up like being, right? Um, and I talked about this in a different podcast. It's always who I've been. It's just once I got out of high school, I slowly started like being me. Okay. So again, I was like this tiny petite little dancer, love the color pink. So I, I whip out this tactical knife. Plus if you knew my husband, you'd under, and my dad and my brother, you'd understand like why I am the way I am. So I whip out, you know, this tactical knife and they're like, Mary, why do you have that? And I just remember thinking like, you guys, like 
we don't live in a safe bubble. Like, I am always prepared, whether, you know, for anything. And they were just kind of like, there's no reason that you need that. You know, kind of like thinking I was crazy, right? And so we're going to get to this now. So this is months later. So, okay, she gets a cab. It's like this van. And I was like, well, this was before like Uber and, um... Lift and all that was like really a thing. And so I remember getting into the van. And I was kind of like, well, it didn't have a taxi. Like it didn't look like a taxi. Okay, put it that way. It didn't have a taxi sign. It didn't have a taxi number. It just looked like a van. But whatever. There was a ton of people getting picked up. And so I'm like, well, whatever. We'll get in. She's not going by herself is really kind of what I was feeling at the time. So we get in, we tell him where our hotel is, and he starts going the opposite direction, okay? Um, I'm somewhat familiar with the town we're in, and he starts going the opposite direction. So I, I started being like, oh, sir, no, like, I think you're going the wrong way, um, and he got on his cell phone and he started talking in a different language, like really fast to somebody. And then he started speeding up and he, he kept going the wrong direction. I kept trying to like, Hey sir, no, like you're going the wrong way. Our hotel's like the other way. And he kept ignoring me and kept going faster and faster. And so all of a sudden I started like panicking, like, Oh my God, I started looking around And, you know, if you ever get into a legit taxi, they have, like, a reader that tells you, um, like, what you owe and how far you've gone. That was not there. So now I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to know what to pay? So then I started asking more questions, like, sir, um, how do I know what to pay? How much is this going to cost us? And he kept ignoring me, and I kept getting louder and louder, like, sir, why don't you have a you know, like the tracker to tell me how far you're going and how much I owe you. And then he started yelling at me in a different language, yelling at me. And all of a sudden my friend looked at me and she grabbed my hand and she was like, what the hell is going on? And like I said, he was, he kept going faster and faster, going in opposite direction, talking on his phone in a different language. And then I could pick up because there was some English spread in there about a pickup time. And I was like, oh, like, I literally felt like I was on the movie Taken. Like, where is this man taking us? And um, I started yelling at him. I was like, you need to pull over. You need to stop. Um, And he wouldn't. And the doors were locked. Like, we couldn't open them. And my friend was, like, freaking out. And so finally, what she said, and and she said, she's like, Mallory, do you have your gun with you? Now, mind you. When you go through permit to carry, you don't carry that thing if you're going to have alcohol. So I didn't have it. (laughs) Um, In a time where I wish I had it, but, you know, you have to follow the rules in that too. Like, if you're going to go out with that, that firearm, you cannot have had any alcohol, right? And, I mean, I whispered to her, like, no. Like, you know, but all he heard was, like, she asked me. And so I yelled one more time. I was like, you need to pull over and you need to stop. I was like, I am going to call the cops. 
I'm going to dial 911. I am uncomfortable. And well, at first he he kept going and he sped up even faster. And then finally, I Kara put 911 on the line and he slammed on his brakes, literally dumped us off on the side of the road. Um, and her and I got out and we were like, what the hell just happened? Um, and so kind of the point is what I'm saying is when things start to not feel right, start to question, look at your surroundings. I questioned, I questioned, I pushed, I was relentless. I was like, I'm not going any further with this man. I don't care how I have to get out of this vehicle. Um, you know, the fact that he kept speeding up, locked the doors, he, um, got mad at me as I was questioning. Um, those are all even bigger red flags. Again, we were, we were great prey, how I put it. We were great victims. Um, and it was one of those moments where it was a wake up call to my friend of like, okay, Mal, like, I feel like maybe you're not ridiculous in all the things you've said before. Um, and I remember getting dropped, like dumped us off. We walked back. We did report it called 911. There was not a taxi that described that. We got the license plate number. Um, and I am so grateful I went with her. Um, because I don't know what would have happened if she had gone by herself, if we would have ever seen her. Um, if I wouldn't have picked up on some of those things or questioning, like what would have happened to us. Um, as I started doing some of my research, I realized the town we were in is actually known um, for sex trafficking. So it made it even more like, holy smokes, like what in the actual heck? Um, it can happen to anybody. When, when you put your walls down, not that you have to be in constant paranoia because you don't want to live life that way either. And I'm, like I said, I'm over aware, over sensitive. I pick up on stuff that most people don't. Um, but listen to that gut instinct, question things. Um, it could potentially save your life. So we ended up walking back to the downtown area and my friend was totally shaken up like she was hysterical and we ended up going back as a big group in a big old van who had a taxi number had the taxi thing when we got in it had the reader and it was that reconfirmation to me and her of like we were so right in our gut feeling and even if we weren't it didn't feel safe and it didn't feel good and it doesn't matter. Maybe the guy was, you know, on the phone talking to his mom. I don't know. It didn't sound that way. I have no idea. Um, and maybe he really was, you know, I don't know. But after we talked to police, it wasn't legit. So no matter what, what I'm saying is even if someone's being kind, not that you have to be rude back, but when you feel uncomfortable... Do not feel bad for telling people, you know what, no thank you, please drop me off, I want to get out. Um, you know, you hear too often that people don't listen to that gut instinct and it can turn out to be not a good ending. Um, so that was an experience I had um, and it was wild and you know what guys, like I've never... I, I like refuse to take taxis and Ubers now. Um, I only like to go places that I'm super familiar with. And even that, you still got to look out, right? Um, but my point is, ladies, protect yourself. Um, look around at your surroundings all the time. 
um, like I said, listen to that gut instinct, ask questions, get loud. When you feel uncomfortable, get loud. Um, and like I said, I didn't have any other form of defense on me at the time besides my voice. And I used it. So use that voice, girlfriend, ask questions, get loud, get difficult if you have to. Um, and also you don't have to be nice to people. Um, when you don't feel comfortable, not saying you have to be a total jerk, um, but you can get stern and you can get assertive and, um, you can tell people like you're making me uncomfortable. Um, I've done that before. I've had another incident where someone, um, made me really uncomfortable, uh, came in to my work. I was the only one there, said some really off the wall things to me got aggressive and grabbed me by the arm and I remember being like do not touch me that makes me uncomfortable um and sometimes when we do that the other party decided they were going to make up a different story about about me um and wanted to try and make me look like the bad person whatever don't care like if that's how people have to do things to feel better about their actions you know what? At the end of the day, I used my voice. I stuck up for myself. I told someone they made me uncomfortable. Someone who is an honest person would have looked at me and said, you know what? I am so sorry. I did not mean to make you uncomfortable. But instead, they flipped it around and, and said some things about me that weren't true. And again, that's confirmation that what they did wasn't one, a mistake, and two, they weren't sorry for it, and they didn't take my feelings into consideration, so that's somebody that I'm now very aware of, and um, I'm not going to feel bad for that. You should be proud of sticking up for yourself, defending yourself, um, and being a powerful woman who listens to that intuition and believes in that. Um, so don't ever let anyone make you feel bad for listening to that intuition and standing up for yourself. So again, just kind of a quick, you know, a little bit of a safety tip um, and a little bit of, you know, just that empowerment of using your voice, asking questions, listening to your gut instinct. And um, next week, I got some really good things planned for the podcast and I can't wait to share those with you, but I just wanted to kind of do like a second part of what we did last week. So go out there, ladies, use your voice um, and get real and get raw. And remember, you are a powerful woman. You got this.